In a world where entertainment is randomly scattered across Wikipedia, and no one can be sure of anything. Citation needed! Two men stand alone. They are Ben Graw, I'm Earth's last hope, and Garth Remington. Does it come with a pickle or is that extra? And word on the street is, they're gonna clean up Wikipedia. Yo, I heard word on the street is, they gonna clean up Wikipedia. And while they're fighting a tide of information, their fans are fighting tides of hot girls hitting on them. You listen to Wiki Review? That's hot. But sometimes you have to go off page to get the job done. I got the internet breathing down my neck because you're rogue hot shot rating system! This isn't a podcast. This is the Wiki Review. Come on, that's a little something. That gave you a little chuckle, didn't it? Because I imagine that would be difficult to do. Well, you got to have their mouth open and just shove it in there, you know? So that's awesome. I like that. And welcome to Wiki Review. I'm Ben Graw. I'm Garth Remington. And we're going to talk about dogs and cats and fish and worms and penguins and all sorts of things, but not real ones, fictional. Because on this episode, we're doing the Wikipedia page for list of fictional animals. That sounded absolutely awful. What the hell was that? A fictional animal, I guess. Is it dying? That one was, yes. It's very astute of you to pick up on. It sounds like it's being run over by a steamroller. Several steamrollers, in fact. <laughs> you have an uncanny ear, Ben. You managed to pick up on my subtleties. So what was it? It sounded like a mix between like a donkey and a duck and something else in there that I can't place. That would be goat. Ah, oh, goat. That's right. Donkey, oh, goat, duck. The donkunk. Oh, the donkunk. Yeah, the donkunk. Yeah, made famous as a uh, fictional animal. It has like, like two seconds ago. Yeah, <laughs> it's now famous thanks to Wiki Review. Everyone knows about the donkunk. Oh my god, you're gonna have to write that down for me after the recording so I can put it in the show notes because I have no <laughs> idea how I'm gonna put that in. You know when you hear certain sounds that don't translate in China, they have a sound. Um, I can't even do it. Uh, but when they say um, kung fu, you know, some people say gung fu. It's because it's actually a sound where you say K and G at the same time. Gung fu. That's <laughs> That's like what I'm doing right now. You can't even spell it phonetically. It's not a sound that people make. Well, I've attempted it and it's in the show notes. All right, so check that out, guys, for whatever brutal spelling we gave that. It's a made-up thing. Whatever I wrote is the official spelling. Exactly. I mean, look at French. There's no way that things are spelt like that, but yet they do. It's real now. So we're looking at the list of fictional animals, and this is sort of a list that goes to many different lists because Wikipedia has decided that there is so many fictional animals that they need need to break it up. That's right. We've done the list of lists of lists, which encompasses all lists. And we've done many lists of, which very astute of you to realize we're doing another list. We love them. But this is the first time ever we've done a list of lists. Oh, actually, stop everything, Ben. We have to pause for a moment because we have a retraction to make. Yes. That's right. Last I mean, episode. Do. I do. You're complicit in this, okay? You agreed with me when I said it. Okay. <laughs> so, last episode, the Ultimate Fighting Championships. We talked about 
out a rule where they said you weren't allowed to grab the clavicle, which I immediately assumed was the little punching bag at the back of the throat. Turns out that's a uvula. And you didn't I, know your biology. I did not, no. In my years of not doing science, it never came up. Well, you are the biological expert on this podcast out of the two of us, I would say. You grew up on a farm. That's closer than me. You know, now that you said, I'm not sure if chickens have a uvula. I thought you were going to say, I'm not sure if chickens have a biology. <laughs> have a bi- <laughs> well, they don't have one. They got several. I mean, a chicken, yeah, they don't think they do have a uvula. Has anyone ever looked down a chicken's mouth? I mean, if you did, no one has. I mean, they have a nose, so no. you'd think they... They might, but I don't know. It's never come up. Yeah, and if I haven't come across one, why is any listener going to come across it? But I don't think chickens have collarbones either, which is what it turns out a clavicle is. A clavicle is a collarbone. You're not allowed to grab people by the collarbone, break their collarbones in the Ultimate Fighting Championships. It's not what I thought, which was shoving your fist down someone's throat to grab the punching bag at the back of the throat. Which Though I would say is probably illegal as well. Although it has not been expressly forbidden. We went through the rules and not once did it say, don't shove your fist down someone's throat and try to grab the back of it. Yeah, but the first time Joyce Kelly tries to do it, or the first time Hoist Gracie tries to do it. No, you know what you said. You stick to it. (laughs) (laughs) No, Joyce Kelly is your time to step into the octagon and try and, like, shove your fist down one's throat. Which, I'm going to be honest, like, you know, they put a sock down someone's throat. No one's ever actually put their fist in someone's mouth like that. It's illegal to bite. It's illegal to fish hook. It's illegal to grab someone by the trachea, but no one's ever tried to put any part of their body in someone's mouth to suffocate them. Because I imagine that would be difficult to do. Well, you got to have their mouth open and just shove it in there, you know? Shove it in there. And (laughs) if they defend it all, they're biting you. And that's against the rules and they will be disqualified. I still don't think that that's an easy move to pull off. I mean, if you can do it. I'm just saying, if you're a UFC fighter out there, next time someone's gasping for air, maybe they've got a broken nose so they have to have their mouth open. Shove your fist in there. Even though it is illegal, he is biting you. If we're in a UFC fight and I know biting's illegal, but you're trying to like grab my uvula. I'm biting you. I don't care if I get disqualified. I want to keep my uvula. Well, then for the 10th time in a row, he wins by disqualification. (laughs) And everyone's like, wow, this guy is now the world champion and he's beaten no one, but his hand is covered in bite marks. (laughs) (laughs) He lost two of his fingers. And the bites aren't going to be that great because they're wearing mouth guards too. All I'm saying is that you put your foot in their mouth. You can put maybe an elbow might be a little weird. Yeah, just shove stuff in there. I'm not going to mention the obvious that we're all thinking right now. Yeah, okay, so UFC is just going to devolve into two men trying to shove things in each other's mouths. The way it was always intended. (laughs) It was only a matter of time really. Okay, I think I've cleared that up. Back to the list of fictional animals. Thank you all. Please forgive me. Yeah, and we'll be making retractions about this episode on the next episode. And so forth. Because that was actually a listener who told you that as well. Yeah, yeah, we got, I don't want to say hate, but more just a, hey, just so you know. A friendly reminder. Yeah, that we're idiots. And usually Ben does a great job at doing all the retractions in the show notes. Like whenever we say something stupid, like the amount of times I've said an actor or a comedian did something and it turns out it was someone completely different. And the only way you'd know is from reading the show notes. This got past all of us. Which is weird because it's basic human anatomy. And we all just went, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that, that must be true. But on this episode, we are looking at the list of fictional animals. And I've been looking through a few of them here. There are some things where you wouldn't think the list would be that big. Like you have list of fictional worms. List wait, wait, wait. A, a list of worms. Fictional worms. Not real worms. Made like up worms. All the worms that we know and love in our real life. Like, um, uh, John the Worm. Is that a real worm? Is I 
put it to you, the list of fictional worms would have to be longer than the list of real worms where you actually know, like celebrity worms. Celebrity, is there one celebrity worm? That's my point. There only has to be one for there to be, well, no, there needs to be at least two to be a list. Get on your game, worms. Become you, famous. You've got the dance. <laughs> These are all actual animals too, because they're fictional. But when I first saw this, I thought it was going to be like dragons and... Uh, they're there too. Are they? Yeah, this, this list goes down. It goes down for ages. But you've got like, some of them are weak, because this is the first thing where it's like list of fictional invertebrates it's decided to start with. That's why we've got the worms. Because you've also got parasites and arthropods, which are like insects. So every time someone's put in a fictional parasite into a work of fiction and given it a name, like all those beloved ticks and leeches that we know. Yes. <laughs> you've even got a list of fictional penguins. Oh, like Madagascar. Yeah, because it's in fictional birds. They have birds of prey, ducks, and penguins. They're the three birds so that they are fictional versions of. Out of all the fictional birds, they've gone three categories. The ones that are like hawks and eagles that can fly around and kill other birds. The ones that can't fly and live in the snow. And ducks. <laughs> I mean, ducks are awesome. You've got Donald and Daffy straight off the bat. That's true. There are a lot Pluck of famous duck. ducks. Pluck a duck. That's true. Duck's an awesome creature. It's a great creature for comedy. And you got Duckman. In fact, there's a whole like Donald Scrooge McDuck, that whole cast. Are they? They're Duck not tales. Disney, are they? They're Disney. Woo! Because they have Huey, Dewey and Louie and also Donald Duck is their uncle as well. Whereas <laughs> Birds of Prey, that's, you know, yeah. Sam Eagle. Yeah. From the Muppets. Uh, and then the Penguins, that, like I said, Madagascar and there's probably some more. Yeah, oh, yeah. Happy, Happy Feet. Feet. Yeah. There we go. See, I reckon I could probably name, for most of these, I could name at least one or two characters that I know. But Parasites and Worms and anthropods. Like, I'm struggling. Worms, I've got one. The bookworm on the book place? I don't know his name. Oh, uh, yeah, there was that busy town worm. He used to introduce um, Sherry and Lamb Shop. There you go. You got that guy as well. So that's two we've got. There's also Dr. Worm from They Might Be Giants, that song that came out in the 90s. Was he an actual worm? Um, Yeah, he's not a real doctor, but he is a real worm. <laughs> He is an actual worm. He's an actual worm, but he never got his medical practicing <laughs> license. And yes. that's very important. So he's a real worm, but the doctor part's the fictional yeah. part, is what you're saying. He likes to play the drums. He thinks he's getting pretty good, but he can handle criticism. Oh, that's nice. It's a good song. <laughs> Look up Dr. Worm. They might be giants. That's my song recommendation for this week. I've never heard that. I will do that myself. And this just keeps on going. My point before about, I don't think there is dragons on it, because this is all like animals that actually exist. They're not made up animals. No, they got dinosaurs which don't exist anymore, but they have at one stage, so they do classify still as a real animal. Dinosaurs have changed. Have you seen pictures of dinosaurs lately? Are they feathery now? Yeah! Yeah, because science figured that out, so like, Jurassic Park was wrong. Yeah, they've slowly changed it so that they're all fatter and featherier, and think about how Jurassic Park would have, like, I reckon it would have tanked if it had the dinosaurs looking the way we think they look now. T-Rex comes out looking like a peacock. <laughs> like, you've kind of be mesmerized with beauty you wouldn't be like oh that's scary it's not some like crocodile thing coming to get you well they're just giant birds and that scene where the tyrannosaurus rex comes up and he looks over you hear the stomp stomp and then that mighty roar comes out Ca -ca! Ca -ca! and everyone goes oh no it's a t-rex so yeah i had a quick look and it says that it's down in the sea also there's the list of dragons well that's a list of fictional life forms so yeah. that's a different thing completely. So this is just animals that exist. Yeah, this is animals that exist. Well, but they don't because they're they fictional. They don't exist. Yeah, they have to exist but not exist to be on this list. You've kind of picked a very confusing subject. I know. I'm happy to talk about the paradox of what we're looking at. <laughs> I'm fine with it. I enjoy this. I'm just saying. 
Well, no, I'm curious. What are some other fictional worms? Because we managed to pick three. Mythological and legendary. There oh. are legendary worms. Worm of Sockburn. Oh, what a legend. A ferocious woven. Wovens are like dragons. So I guess a dragon is on this list. There you go. Except this is a worm dragon. Yeah, well, because wovens are like, they're like worms. They're like a dragon worm. Oh, I know. Uh, the worms in June. And the worms in The Hobbit. And the worms in the game Worms. <gasps> yes, how can we forget those worms? They were awesome. I played them a lot when I was growing up. Wow, we're on fire today. These aren't even on the list. There's the J.R.R. Tolkien one. Yeah, it's weird though, because we were sitting there struggling, thinking like, what could be a fictional worm? Ha 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 ha. And then all of a sudden to our head just comes like, boom, this, this, boom, this, boom. this. And it's like, how can there be so many? Now I'm like, there's only so few. They clearly haven't covered all of them. Like yeah, that worm and- in Star Wars, when they're in the garbage chute. They got bookworm from Tiny Toon Adventures here. I thought that was going to be yours. Earthworm Jim. I've got a little figurine of him outside. How could I have forgotten Earthworm Jim? I know, right? I feel like I should lose 100 points for being the one to forget that because I should have remembered that. I should have said that, Garth. <laughs> you really should have. Like, I, I got should. you covered here, but not only were we mocking fictional worms, but you've gone and bought the merchandise of a worm. <laughs> Turns out worms are kind of lucrative. Oh, they have in the Alien series the Chessbuster. They can that as a fictional worm. Ah, oh, that's a bit of a stretch. Hey, does SpongeBob have a worm friend? Alaskan bullworm. I do like this. The bookworm. Characters in various children's reading programs. Look, a lot of characters are called bookworm. This all is right. all of them. None of the books were that successful, but they exist. And you all grew up with one of them. And below bookworms, Dr. Worm. They might be giants. On Nickelodeon's Kablam. I only heard the song. I never saw the film clip. We probably have a good film clip. I'd featured on a TV show. I think Kablam's a kids show I guess. I don't know. They Might Be Giants also did the theme song to Malcolm in the Middle. Oh, that's where I've heard that name before. Yeah, okay. Oh, and of course, Slurms McKenzie and that, they're counting them as worms, but really they're more like slugs. I think slugs sort of count. No, they're slugs. I think we're going to find a lot of that where it's just sort of just pulled across the edge. Because I was going to talk about the hungry caterpillar, but I'm like, that's a caterpillar, not a worm. We can't just have all elongated animals. In a spin-off show from the Lion King called Timon and Pumbaa, there was a giant worm in an episode. Wow. It counts, made the list. It made the list. It's famous now. I like it's not the giant worm. It doesn't have a name. They're just like, there was a giant worm. Apparently there was a memory worm in Doctor Who for any Whovians out there. I had no idea there were so many fictional worms. Rocky and Bullwinkle had a worm. Did they? It's on the list. King Kong, a giant bloodworm-like predator called the Carnicotus, lives in the rents and chasms of Skull Island. Do we get to see the Carnicotus? Or is it just something that was off screen? It just has the King Kong poster. The Peter Jackson one. I don't remember a giant worm in that movie, and that's like the only King Kong movie I've ever seen. Yeah, I don't remember a worm either. I feel like it's something they probably mentioned. You know, where they go, oh, and this island's dangerous. Like in the chasms, there's giant worms, they say. And someone's like, oh, better put that on Wikipedia. Do off-screen worms really get a place on this? Apparently so. Oh, Beetlejuice has the sandworms. Oh, yeah, which is essentially Dune. Men in Black 2 had a subway worm, which was true. They had the Empire Strikes Back, that space slug that tries to eat the Millennium Falcon. You mentioned that. Oh, I was talking about the one in the garbage chute. But there, they were inside the worm 
them, weren't they, in the meteorite? Do you reckon Jabba the Hutt should be on this list? He's like a toad slug. <laughs> He's got arms, doesn't count. <laughs> Can't be a worm if you have arms. That's why I need to see the film clip for Dr. Worm, because how does he play the drums if he doesn't have arms? Does he just use his tail? Maybe. Is it like a do-do-do, or is it like do 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 like, I don't think he can work the kick drum and have the snare going. So that's all the fictional worms. Well, not all of them, but all the ones. Oh, there was imagine. one that just said from uh, uh, the Captain Marvel, Mr. Mind, the super intelligent nemesis of DC's Captain Marvel character. Ben, you keep up with these DC. Wait, <coughs> is Captain Marvel DC? You know the Shazam movie that came out? Shazam! Yes, yes, I do. I did see that. Yeah, where the little boy turns into like a fully grown superhero. That one falls under DC and that character was also known as Captain Marvel. Shut the front door. What? So you're telling me that DC invented a character that's called Captain Marvel? Yes. Isn't there a Captain Marvel in the, the Marvel people? Yes. And that's- which makes it very confusing, which is why Captain Marvel got renamed to Shazam. Oh, and was that a recent thing that they did that? <clears throat> With the Marvel Cinematic Universe, that's what sort of shorted out. There was a DC versus Mortal Kombat video game you could get where Shazam was in there as Captain Marvel. Wow. So like the comic books would have had Captain Marvel and Shazam is just the rebranding because Marvel's winning. Yeah, essentially. That's what I was trying to figure out. One of the reasons why Marvel is winning, I think you just said there, is characters like Mr. Mind. Mr. Mind, the super intelligent nemesis. He is this super intelligent being who is basically infinitely intelligent, but is a a little worm and has a device where he can have like a body and walk around like essentially like Krang from Ninja Turtles. So I was going to say, or Earthworm Jim. But is essentially just a tiny worm about the size of a caterpillar. But that doesn't matter. If he's infinitely smart, that shouldn't make a difference. And I think he can also have like mind reading powers or like some sort of telepathy. And if he's so smart, why has he got to be evil? I don't know. Maybe like all the super geniuses in the comic book world are evil. So maybe that means that's the smartest thing to do. I guess so. That does make a good point. Like if all the smart people are always trying to be evil villains, then maybe we should follow suit. That sounds like the right thing to do. Why are we always rooting for this other person? Clearly the smart person knows better. So yeah, Captain Marvel, this like big strong man would take on a caterpillar. But the caterpillar was actually an evil genius and the man was actually a little boy. That was a little boy versus a caterpillar. Okay, I'm starting to get why people hate on DC so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can see why Marvel is winning. Just keep it simple. A guy has claws come out of his knuckles. Another guy, he has a shield, he hits people with it. Okay, well how about it's a guy who lives under the sea, but he has a triton. It's like a big fork and he has the power of the ocean and we'll get Jason Momoa to play him. How about that? Wait, what, what's his power again? What if he's on land? Shut up. What if he's on land? If he's on land and you just see how ripped he is. He'll stun the enemies with awesomeness. Don't worry. The women will be on board. That's all that we care about. I will say that's the one thing that DC did right is rebranding Aquaman. Because he looked a little Hitler youthy in the comic books. Yeah, He was always like this skinny dude who was like wearing a onesie and soft. green bottom gold yeah. top blonde white dude I can swim really good for some reason and all the other heroes were just like look we'll talk to you when we want to like talk to some fish but, but then, now he's like all ripped and like drinking and he's just like he's a badass he's a badass and it's like yeah he really needed a rebranding pretty badly was Aquaman always one of those like to do with Atlantis people yes okay so he was always this blonde dude from Greek mythology without a beard a clean shaven blonde head like you can see how this makes no sense 
he'd be chilling with Poseidon. Everyone else has a beard and not blonde hair because they're Greek. I think Poseidon might have appeared in a couple of the comics. Okay, well, that makes sense that he'd be in there because it's Atlantis and Greek gods and stuff. I'll point out my plot holes elsewhere. <laughs> I've always been a stern defender of DC of like, not because I think it's good, but because I think Marvel's just as bad. I can't not watch superhero movies and point out the plot holes the whole way through. I'm very annoying to watch movies with. I will admit with the Marvel vs. DC, I think without question at the moment, Marvel is crushing it and knocking it out of the park. The DC movies, I don't know, I miss most of them because they kind of suck. But the two places where DC is doing better is A, the actual comics themselves and B, those animated movies. Oh yeah. Because the animated movies that Marvel make are based at more a family or kid-like audience. Whereas DC are making like actual like M or like R-rated animations which are actually doing really well and have that sort of dark edge that like you want from DC. Because you needed to do that in a cartoon to be able to get that out. And it does seem that like even on the storylines they're completely nailing it. Like one of the best DC movies ever, Flashpoint Paradox. Anyone who hasn't seen it, it's awesome. What's it about and who's in it? Essentially Flash goes back in time to save his mum and when he comes back he's completely changed the world and it's completely falling apart. Oh cool. And so you see reimaginings of some awesome characters like they play an alternate universe because it affected everything else so one that you're familiar with batman his origin story his parents get killed in an alley well in this reality now it was bruce wayne who got killed in the alley and the father flipped out and like beat that dude to death now dawns the cape and is batman but he comes around with guns and he's a lot more violent and he's fine with killing people it makes the world a better place that's really cool my plot hole is like wait 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 his son dies he beats this guy to death and then he's like that's not enough I need to put on an outfit I can understand a kid being traumatized and growing up to have the wrong like outlook on life and therefore thinking it's appropriate to put on a costume and go and fight crime but that's a grown man I want to be Batman sounds like an idea a 10 year old would come up with yeah and there's no parents to tell him that's a bad idea I mean and this guy's wife is right there going like hey honey are you going to be home for dinner no I need to fight crime now look our son's dead can you just mourn with me like you being an asshole. Oh, that's the even better twist to it. The death of her son causes her to go crazy and she embraces anarchy and she becomes the Joker. Okay, sold. <clears throat> Are they still married? Their marriage is on the rocks at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> like, they never got divorce proceeds, you know? That's what I'm saying. Like, they go out, she goes and, you know, assembles her villain crew and they <laughs> rob a bank and he goes and foils it. And then they meet up for dinner and like, hey, honey, <laughs> lamb shakes tonight. Oh, delicious. <laughs> so how was your day? <laughs> That's a great show. Mm. No one's doing that. Someone should do that. We should do that. Like a couple that's like, I leave my work at home. They say that's the key to a good relationship. Always leave your work at home. You know, don't bring it home with you. That is the ultimate test of it. You were just punching the crap out of each other for like eight hours straight. Work's over. Let's go home. Oh, yay. It's time to watch Dawn of the Dead. I don't know what people watch anymore. Is that kind of what Mr. and Mrs. Smith was going for? Remember the Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie? I remember that. That's a great movie. I I don't know. Was 
it better than Brad Pitt and Jennifer Anderson's marriage? Oh, fucking oath. <laughs> so that came out a bit harsh and it should have. It was much <laughs> more exciting. For that crap. So much more exciting. What do we get out of that? Just he did an episode of Friends, which that's always surreal for me ever since I first saw it. Because, you know, Brad Pitt did an episode of Friends. Yeah, yeah. And I heard that from like just like five seconds ago when you said that. Well, the reason was, was because he was with Jennifer Anderson at the time. I think they were married. But there's this, sort of that weird feeling of like, he is way too good for that show. Like, Everyone knows that. Like, why is he on the show? And it's like, how the hell did they convince him? Because he would have to be sleeping with like multiple cast members to convince <laughs> him, you'd think. The producers would be like, oh my God, we can get Brad Pitt on. It'll be a great move. And he's just doing it because he's like helping out his wife. But all it's actually doing is giving a juxtaposition to the show. Like now we have a comparative. Like if they had Danny DeVito do a walk on or Helen Hunt or Paul Reiser, you'd be like, oh yeah, this is great. Look, they got a celebrity walk on. Brad Pitt walks on Friends and everyone goes, wow, Friends is a pile of crap. <laughs> Look at all these horrible wannabe actors. Look at this horrible set. Think of every other thing you've ever seen Brad Pitt in. in. It had like a background. It was on location. The lighting was good. No one had to wear a bra with nipples on the outside. They just show the actual nipples. See, I do see Brad Pitt as one of those true A-listers. One of the people who he can be one of the best actors and he doesn't even have to do anything at the moment. He's in occasional movies and I still think of him as like, oh, Brad Pitt, he's the man. He's the cool guy. He got to that point. He was the blonde bimbo guy. Like he came out, meet Joe Black. Then he went out of his way. Leonardo DiCaprio also did this. I've been very vocal about this. And he went out of his way to pick cool stuff. Fight Club. Oh yeah. That was a cool movie. Oh yeah. 12 Monkeys. I'll be the crazy guy that's like got the gross eye. I know I'm good looking so I can mess with it. It's like I can do this and people still want to fuck me. And now the guys find me acceptable. I'm not a threat. Like, oh no, no, no. Like I'm, I'm gross in this one. Uh, Snatch. Snatch was awesome. He picks all the cool roles where you go, this is cool. I like him in this. He's likable. Like Mr. and Mrs. Smith, he played a fun character. Have you seen the movie Seven Years a Slave? He's in that. Is it called Seven Years a Slave or is it 12 Years a Slave? Did I just knock off a couple of years of that dude's slavery? You did. Yeah, I should feel bad about that, actually. Should um, you feel bad? I feel like you've just done something nice. <laughs> I, it should I, have been Seven Years a Slave. That's, that's what I would have changed. Maybe the movie would have been a little shorter, too. Absolutely. That was a long movie. Good, but long. I've heard that, yeah. But Brad Pitt's in it, and he plays the one white guy who's appalled by slavery. <laughs> <laughs> I could just imagine him. Dibs. He also plays the producer of the movie. Huh? Oh, he is the producer of the movie. That made so, more sense. Yeah. So he produced it. So what a coincidence that the one guy who's white in it that doesn't whip black people. Because originally they put forward that he should be the main slave guy. Yeah. Who's nah. just like whipping all the black people and using the N-word all the time. Yeah. And he was just like, nah, I'm going to play this guy who comes in at the end who helps this guy get freed. <laughs> That's the character I want to play. Plus, if you're producing, you don't want to do a lead role. It's too much work. There's too much going on. You can't be in front and behind. Matthew McConaughey has also gone ahead and done a similar path. He's done a lot of cool roles to the point now that I like Matthew McConaughey. I don't care what people say about me. I like him. I think their appeal, Bill Murray, I think also falls under this category of they make it look effortless. Yes. When Brad Pitt's on screen, he doesn't look like he's really trying. No, he's just very cool and hip. Matthew McConaughey literally just shows up. And like, is, all right, all right, all right. And that's what they want. They are a certain person. Well, actually, no, I'm going to take that back. Matthew McConaughey does do some very 
extreme roles where he's a different guy. Brad Pitt is always pretty much him though. In Snatch, he was a pikey and he did a great job at being a pikey, but he was still kind of him, which I do want to point out. In the movie Snatch, I saw a documentary called Knuckle, which is about pikey bare fist fights. This guy went around, he'd record how the gypsies, they like to be called gypsies, I think, but they're the English Irish gypsies, uh, caravan guys, caravan. They all sound like that and um, they all fight each other bare fist and it's a big thing. It's a legitimate thing. That's why the Brad Pitt character does it. But you remember the hat that he wears and the outfit? There was one guy that they interviewed in this documentary who was dressed exactly the same as Brad Pitt. I think from the time that it was recorded, that guy was dressed like that before Brad Pitt. (laughs) They probably bought the clothes off him for costuming. Well, this is my point. I think that Brad Pitt found some gypsies and went, hey guys, what's happening? Saw the guy and went, all right, I'll dress like that. I can (laughs) make that look good. But I bet- look better on the gypsy or brad pitt brad pitt do i even have to ask <laughs> everything does yeah everything does the guy's a gypsy that's the one rule i remember seeing in movies is whenever you see like the actor playing the person and the real person the actor is significantly better looking than the real person even in the case of jonah hill like he was in <laughs> wolf of wall street playing a real person and you think like well he wouldn't be more attractive than the person he's playing then you see the person he's playing you're like Ugh, Ugh. jonah oh, hill is better looking than you and then Jonah Hill too. Yeah. Like not now Jonah Hill. Yeah. That was fat Jonah Hill. And he uglied himself up for the role too. Like he got the teeth and the glasses done up and he like put on the 80s stuff. Could you imagine like they're trying to get your look and like I'm going to need a prosthetic nose. I'm like what do you mean? What's wrong with my nose? <laughs> It would start with a good looking person and then they're trying to make themselves look more like you so they're ugling themselves up. And you're like, how much ugly does it take to get from a good looking person to me? And the fact that they're still leaving a gap between the two of you. So like, this is the acceptable ugly. And like, if they've done a lot of prosthetics and a lot of huge work, Russell Crowe is currently doing a movie or a show where he's playing like the guy who's essentially the owner of Fox. Yeah, I saw that. It was on Stan. He gained a lot of weight to do this and he looks like a big, fat, ugly, what an insult to this guy. Did he really gain the weight for that? Because he is like massively overweight in it. I thought it was like padding or something. I think it's both. He did put on weight, but he also had like his cheeks and stuff padded out, I think. Oh yeah, he went full out ugly on this one. It is actually an interesting show. I think it's called The Loudest Voice. That's it, yes. It's like a little mini series. It yeah, goes yeah. for like six or eight episodes. Which is common these days. They do that, yeah. It is a show written by people who clearly hated this guy. And that's what I was going to say, because it's a Fox owner guy who he's evil and the only people who would produce and create this show especially in Hollywood are people who want to make him out to be evil and they said Russell Crowe you have played a neo-nazi <laughs> romper stomper that's right you've played horrible people before can you like outdo yourself we need you to be as gross and over the top as you can do and he's like I think I can do that for you yeah I'll work on it yeah yeah I got that for you yeah because what's his name Roger something is the guy's name who he's playing he does not seem like a nice guy in the show he does not come across nice in the show but also in fairness based on what I've heard about him he was not a nice guy in general you don't need to look too far into it to realize he wasn't nice I think if he was still alive he would be cellmates with Harvey Weinstein and probably doing twice as much time oh yeah horrible man oh speaking of short things I've I've been watching a show it's a documentary called McMillions is it about McDonald's franchises that do well no it's about the McDonald's Monopoly game and how it was a scam oh 
Oh, really? It's called McMillions, and it's about the Monopoly scam. Apparently, this is only in the United States that this happened, that during the 90s, every instant win of a million dollars and like a whole bunch of the hundred thousands and ten thousands, all rigged. There was never a million dollar winner in the 90s in America of the McDonald's Monopoly game that was a legitimate winner. Who was the winner? This is what the whole documentary is about. First episode, it's about the FBI investigating a McDonald's scam. And at first you go, this would be really boring. But there's this one FBI agent who's the most charismatic, like this guy cannot be real. (laughs) Every character you meet, it just gets more and more bizarre. I haven't seen the Tiger King, but I imagine this is like the non-meth version. (laughs) This is the the McDonald's version. Yeah, mech instead of meth. (laughs) So every character you meet, it's just like, this can't be real. This FBI agent is just the most charismatic guy. And he talks about, oh, we found this scam. And like, I don't want to do the boring FBI stuff. I saw a McDonald's Monopoly game. I'm like, oh, I'll do that. Can I do that one, please? (laughs) And the whole time they're looking into it, you know, they talk about facts and checking out like different avenues to find out if there is actually a scam going on. And he just keeps going, oh, oh, we should go undercover. Undercover is what? Like McDonald's customers? Well, this is the thing. He's just, I don't care. He's just hungry. It's lunchtime. And he's just like, we should just go get some burgers. (laughs) Can I just get a burger? I want to get a burger, please. No, he's just like, whatever we're doing, we should go undercover. Why would we need to go undercover? You're not an undercover agent. We don't go undercover. There are other people who do that. No, 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 I should go undercover. We should do an undercover thing. And then eventually a winner came up and they're like, he's like, oh, we should do a thing where we interview him like as a TV crew. And they're like, all right, you know what? That's actually an idea. And they gave him special license to go get a bunch of undercover agents to get like cameras and lighting. And it was really fun for me to watch that because it's a bunch of FBI agents that interview and going, yeah, I had like this little device for like light. I don't know what it does. I had to pretend I knew what I was doing. So all these guys, like they're FBI agents. These guys go through extreme training. They know all kinds of like really cool martial arts. They know how to be aware of their surroundings. They know how to act a certain way so they don't tip off. Like they know how to go undercover, but they're stressing over lighting. (laughs) So they don't know how to set up a mid shot, huh? They do not. And the camera guy's like, I I don't know what I'm doing. And you see the footage and it's like, oh, that is terrible. Oh, it's so grainy. Fix your ISO. That's exactly, yeah, you know. See, we could do better than FBI agents. I should go undercover. How hard can the FBI stuff be to learn? It's like Armageddon, where they sent drillers to the asteroid instead yeah, of like, teaching well, astronauts how to... They could be astronauts. What have they taught us to be FBI agents so we could investigate a McDonald's-related crime? Oh, I smell the next Hollywood blockbuster. I mean, that would be a surreal question to be asked. Like, there's a knock at the door right now. Your answer is like, hi, we're the Australian version of the FBI. Yeah, we don't know the name either. CSIRO. Although that's scientists. And they're like... Look, you two, you're podcasters and sometimes you make videos. You're the perfect guys for what we need to go undercover. Really? Why? Because no one would suspect you. That's true. No one would suspect us. Not at all. Even if we slipped up and told people, people would assume we were lying. Go, we're undercover with an Australian version of the FBI. It's like, you don't even know what it's called. There's no (laughs) way they hired you. It's like, yeah, but I keep forgetting. They told me several times. They keep telling me. I wrote it on my palm, but it got smudged because I'm sweating a little bit. And even if like we did tell people, there's a good chance people still wouldn't be listening to us. I'm like, really? I am. Look, I'm wearing a wire. See, right here. I had to shave my chest for it. We could walk into the crime scene with a boom mic, (laughs) testing for the sound, with headphones on, still be fine. And then as it goes further in, like, there's a guy in the security company that works McDonald's who is stealing these. We still don't know yet. I'm still halfway through it. It's very exciting. But as it goes through, they check phone records. So they do the undercover interview of the winner. The guy who won a million dollars, they interview him and they put push it as far as they can. And then afterwards, they've tapped his phone. The FBI tapped the phone of a McDonald's McMillions winner.
winner. And as soon as they left, he called this guy. He goes, yeah, they bought it. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And like then laughed with the guy about how they pulled off a scam. And that's when you're like, oh my God, this is real. This is a whole thing. Can you do me a huge favor? If we do a scam or yay, any crime together, yes. please do not call me to talk about it. Yeah. Let's not do things on the phone. I can meet you in person or we could just, you know, be happy that we actually got away with a scam and never talk about it ever again. I remember hearing something in a gangster movie where it's like anyone who comes to you and says, hey, want to talk about that crime we did? They're wearing a wire. <laughs> That's a pretty good rule. Hey, before we go, let's brag about things that we committed that were illegal. And then they push their chest in your face. Oh, yeah, yeah. If we do a scam and then like the crew that interviewed you buys it, just keep that shit to yourself to celebrate at home. <laughs> I don't want to know. Like, <laughs> I don't know you, sir. I don't know what you are talking about. The answer you'd get from me is what? You committed a scam? I have no knowledge of this. This is the first I'm hearing of it. I'm assuming I'm mishearing you because my phone line is so horrible at the moment. I think you're breaking up. That you need to stop <laughs> what you're saying. Sorry, every time you say a certain word, my phone breaks up. Can't hear what you're saying. I think you need to like, I don't know, stop. <laughs> Let the reception get better or just stop anything you're doing. So then it turns out that the mafia is involved. The mafia? Yeah, some kind of mafia. And then they interview like the mafia guy's ex-wife and she is such a, like a mafia guy's ex-wife. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Like I think do. of like Snooky, but like aged another 30 years. And could actually have you killed. Yes. And it's getting further and further into this. Like they get the tickets, then they just find people to give them to and then they charge them money to get the ticket. So like you give me $10,000, I'll give you a $100,000 ticket. And the way the FBI tracks it is by finding that all these people who win, they either have some weird obscure relationship or at some point all of these people have talked to a certain person over the phone. Once again, don't talk on the phone. Yeah, phones will screw you. That's Wiki Review's official stance. <laughs> Alright, and that's McMillions. That's my pick of TV shows to watch lately. Yeah, I'll see if it's on one of those streaming things. I'll check it out. And all of you too, check it out. Back to the page anyway. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. We finished with worms? Uh, yes, we have looked through exactly one creature at this point. <laughs> and it was worms. Like if you were to pick the one creature we're going to look through for the entire episode, do you think you would have picked worms? At first, no. But then when we got in there, like there's a lot of them. I want to look at parasites just because worms we got in there were like, oh, there's so many. What could possibly be a parasite? The alien parasite? I'd take that because by putting it on your face and putting a baby in your belly, it's a parasite. But they're big. It's not like, a, do parasites have to be a certain size? You know, there's Baby from Dragon Ball. What? I don't know. I never watched Dragon and Ball. Bellum from The Legend of Zelda. Oh, there's Carnage from Spider-Man. Oh, he is a parasite. Same as Venom. It's like, yeah, a suit that takes over a host. Okay, now I know what we're talking about. Yeah, there's probably heaps of those. Yeah, like Invasion of the Body Snatcher kind of things. Whatever those things were called. There's the Flood from Halo. I don't know what that is. Halo was a video game. I know what very... Halo is. I don't know what the Flood is. Well, you know how in those games you shoot a bunch of like crazy alien shit? Oh, yeah, yeah. The crazy alien shit in Halo is called the Flood. And it's a parasite. It's a parasite that takes over hosts. So you sort of kill zombie soldiers as well as they've been taken over. Oh, that's cool. Fluke man, whatever that is. It's a parasite. Thanks, Ben. <laughs>
I don't know what any of these are. I got what I asked for, but I'm not happy about it. <laughs> okay, here's one. Nurax Worm from Plague Incorporated. What's Why is Plague the worm in-, in the Parasites? Oh, Plague Incorporated. I've actually got this game. It's it- a mobile game. Is that the one where Greenland's where you want to be? Yes. Yeah, and because it came out, it foreshadowed coronavirus. It came out, yeah, just before coronavirus had got into its popularity. It's almost like everyone thought we were in a real world version of that. Because, yeah, I have never played the game. The only reason I know it exists is because right before COVID started, there were all these memes from Plague Incorporated. And that's all I know, Greenland. Are you the person spreading the plague? Yes. Whoa. So what you do in this game is you start your own plague and build it. How do you do that? Do you like get to pick the kind of germ or is there like a couple that you can choose from? Well, you can be a virus, a bacteria. You get to choose like all the different types. Sounds like they're like secretly teaching you to learn. It's actually learning about biology, but like in a format that kids are, it's more palatable to. And then you've got to pick where you want your disease to start. You can pick anywhere in the world. And from there, you've got to spread it and you can give it traits. Like you can give it immunity to cold weather or hot weather. You can make it spread by blood or by mucus. Once you start though, you can't change it or can it change as you're going? No, you can change it as you're going. As you kill more people, you get more virus points or more disease points or whatever the hell it is. (laughs) And you can spend those on getting extra traits and symptoms. And so you can have symptoms that you can give people that will kill them really fast, but they won't be able to spread it as quickly. And also people will start freaking out and work on a cure. So I found the secret in it is you want to keep it not very deadly, but highly contagious. And then once it's spread, then you put the death in. Then you go organ failure as one of your symptoms. So the ultimate ideal is to try and kill everyone. That's how you win. You wipe out the entire population of Earth. Rock on. (laughs) So you got to spread it around like it's a flu. So everyone just goes, oh, this is a little annoying. So it's highly infectious, but no one really minds. And then once everyone's got it, then you change it to like kill people. Yes. So any budding young viruses out there, I know we're a popular podcast for the uh, the parasitic community. Because at a certain point, the world will start working on a cure. Do you think podcasters are a kind of parasite and that's what they're doing? Like it's a plague? Like they're popping up everywhere and they're kind of annoying, but podcasts won't kill you until maybe it's spread across the whole world and then we'll morph. I mean, it's definitely going to hit a point where it's weirder to say you don't have a podcast than you do have a podcast. Exactly. It's like you've never had the flu. That's weird, man. Podcast is like chicken pox. It's best to do it when you're younger. Yeah, get it out of the way. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so that's Plague Inc. And that sounds like an exciting game. Jason Voorhees. Jason goes to hell the final Friday. So he becomes a parasite? You want to click on it to find out what a Jason Voorhees is? It's Jason from Friday the 13th. His last name is Voorhees? Yes. How's he a parasite then? Because he goes to hell. He's that guy. That's the one. That's Jason Voorhees. Yeah, um, what's so special about him? Can he not die? Or is he just a dude who kills people? He can die, but he gets resurrected for the sequel. It's oh. every time they make a new movie, he comes back to life. Oh, he's like a Halloween Jesus. Something like that. Him and Freddy Krueger used to have the same bit. Where in their movies, the people would figure out how to kill him off. But then right at the end of the movie, you'd see like their hand burst out of something. Because he will not die. Yeah, yeah. So it just shows like he'll be back for the sequel. <laughs> we'll keep this going forever. Yeah, characters like that just live as long as the franchise needs him to live. Okay, so somehow he's a parasite because he doesn't die, I guess. Yeah, but only in Jason Goes to Hell. Oh, there he is. He becomes oh, like a snake thing. Maybe because he infects people in it. Okay. Evil has finally found a home. Jason goes to hell the final Friday. 
I wonder if it was the final Friday. It wasn't. They say followed after that was Jason X. <laughs> in which Jason goes to space. See, that's when the movies start to get good. Yeah, when they start going like uh, Fortress, they put that in space and you knew that instantly got better. Anytime something goes into space, uh, Flying High, the sequel went to space. I never saw it, but I assume it was obviously superior to the original. Well, the one where he goes to space is the 10th movie and him going to hell is the ninth movie. Are there nine layers to hell? And even like him going to space was not even the final movie because I know after that he versed Freddy Freddy Krueger. Freddy versus Jason. Okay, space is pretty bad. But you know what also is bad? When they go to Christmas movies. Did Jason do a Christmas movie? A very Jason Christmas. There we are. See, I knew it. It probably isn't there. It's probably like number eight. I believe it. Anything that sounds like an Ernest title, you probably shouldn't do. I like that though. Ernest was awesome as a kid. Didn't you love Ernest movies? Oh yeah, Ernest pulled it off, but he knew what he was. And he was happy and comfortable there. And we all loved him for it. And that's why you could get away with movies like Ernest Goes to Camp and Ernest Goes to School. We know it's going to be terrible. It's fine. That's what we're there for. Yeah. It's great. He's awesome. I did like those movies. And the silent from Doctor Who is another parasite. Ooh, speaking of like shows I used to watch when I was younger, the Yerks from Animorphs. Ooh, I never watched Animorphs, but a Yerk, it's a parasite? Yeah, well, this is the premise of Animorphs, apart from the fact that it's teenage kids that can turn into animals, which as a teenage kid, I love that. But the Earth is being invaded by aliens that are these tiny little slugs that get into people's ears and then take Ah. over their bodies. And those slugs are called Yerks. So they're parasites. And you just reminded me, in Star Trek, the Borg, are they a parasite? They would be a parasite. And you know who else? Rick and Morty. What was the name of the planet chick? Unity or something. Unity. Yes. I think I saw Unity before. There's no Borg on here. You think the Borg would be on here? Maybe it's not a parasite because how did the Borg get to be Borg? It's not an animal in their head. They're like computer chips and stuff. They're like cyborgs. What was I looking up again? Unity. Go down to Unity because I saw Unity, but it was said Superman. Superman, the animated series. Superman and Supergirl must save Smallville and the world in that order. From the (laughs) Reverend, a gargantuan scouting probe disguised as a human reverend named Powell as well as its master an even larger alien parasite that wishes to unite Earth's inhabitants in perpetual unity. Oh, ho, 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 he's so evil. He wants that- everyone to be united as one. <laughs> My evil knows no bounds. They're going to create a utopia? Those douchebags. That is not what humans signed up for. <laughs> no. That's not what we're about. I'm we're sorry. way too horrible for that. No, I need my individuality so I can spit on other people, okay? (laughs) I don't want to get along. That's not what I came here to do. Oh, thank God that Superman and Supergirl teamed up to stop that. I know. They recognize that clearly a unified Unitopia would just be a horrible place that no one would enjoy. I mean, lawyers would be unemployed. Yeah, what would you do? Politicians. Police. What would you do with all the unemployment? You tell me. I mean, I guess we'd probably come together and help each other out, but who wants to do that? Sounds gross. Dog eat dog world is a system we've got. Let's stick with it. That's right. I want to ride this one out. <laughs> I like too that it was Superman and Supergirl got together for this one. Yeah, we go. We got to end this paradise shit now. Superman, an all powerful being. Supergirl, equally all powerful. But no, 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 not one of them. We need to make sure that this concept of everyone getting along is just like destroyed. Uh, Sounds like communism to me. See how miserable and tired you feel right now. That's thanks to Super. 
Superman and Supergirl. That's right. The reason you have to get up every day and work for a little bit less and do a little bit more for people who hate you and be unappreciated and that feeling of just restlessness. Because if, yeah, if it weren't for them, you'd just be sitting in some field covered in flowers having like orgies as you sit around naked. It's like, mm, we'd all be holding hands and, you know, doing cartwheels and stuff. We'd all like have conversations and be on the same page. We'd all be listened to. We'd connect as human beings rather than just online. Yeah, we'd feel the calmness of knowing that we're looked after and included. Ew, grow up, guys. Yeah, I want no part of that. Yeah, life is pain, and I don't know a life without pain, and I don't want to know. And that's the fictional parasites. All right, I think we ended on a strong parasite. (laughs) What's an animal you want to know about fictionally? I wouldn't mind going with one that would be kind of an obvious one. A list of fictional dogs. And I do bring this up for a reason, because I'm trying to use this to sort of multitask and get some of my like studying done. I'm working on a film project at the moment that I've got a pitch at the end of the year for my film school that I'm studying in. And the idea that I've got now that I've done like the first, submitted the first- Are you pitching to me right now? I'm pitching to you now, yes. Do you want me to be hostile or like nice about this? No, it'd be nice. All right, fine. You can tell me anyways. (laughs) (laughs) Without giving too much away, I've written something that's about a fictional dog and a fictional cat. And the adventures and the conversations that they would have. Endless possibilities. So it'd be good to go through this as research since like a fictional dog is going to be my main character in this. So we could see if there's any commonalities amongst all these uh, dogs. Because, okay, straight off the bat, Dog from Foot Rock Flats, he's my go-to. I wonder if he'll be on here. Oh, they got list of fictional dogs in comics is a completely different page. These are all list of lists. Oh, wow. So we got to go. Oh, here we go. In song, Atomic Dog by George Clinton. See, I'm actually interested to see because if I were to tell you to name a bunch of fictional dogs. Huckleberry th- Hound. They're all going to be animated. Oh, Rin Tin Tin, uh, Lassie, Littlest Hobo. Yes, these are the names of shows that haven't been on in about 40 or 50 years. Canine. <laughs> <laughs> but they are still fictional dogs that are not cartoons. But you are right. I do want to see some live action. I want to see, like, what are the live action Hooch. Dogs? Turner and Hooch. There we go. Tom Hanks. I also know there's the TV show Wilfred. He's not animated. Does he count? I mean, he's a dog. But he's, he's in a, human. a dog costume. And that's what you're going for in your show. Yes. Beethoven. Ah, roll over Beethoven. I forgot about Beethoven. You can't forget about Beethoven. They made a sequel at least once. I think they made several sequels. I'll bet they did. The saddest thing in that is you know it's not the same dog. And the whole way through the movie, it's not the same dog. No, it's probably like 10 different dogs. There's a dog that's like really good at sitting, so it does all the sitting scenes. Yes. And- but over time, like, you know that there were less Beethovens than there were Lassies? Because animals at that time, Rin Tin Tin, that is a sad world. Those poor animals. They would go like through four Rin Tin Tins a week. Per take. <laughs> All right, that was a good take. Shoot the dog and reset. One more for safety. See, there are some things like oh, Joe yeah. Dirt, Charlie. I remember that movie, granted not too well, but I don't remember a dog being in there. There's a lot of things in there where you're like, there was a dog in that. Yeah, I, I'm doing the same thing because it says Brandy's dog. So I guess in Joe Dirt, there's a girl named Brandy. I do remember that. Brandy was his, the girl he liked the whole time who he ah. ends up with. All right, and she had a dog. 
dog, apparently. And it was called Charlie. Thank you, Wikipedia, for telling us that. Cool. Milo and Otis. Which one was the dog? Oh, that's a good question. Does anyone know before you start judging us? Everyone says Milo and Otis. You know there's a cat and there's a dog. Yeah, this is a game. <laughs> Let's see if we can win. You can play at home. That's right. Everyone cast your votes now. That is going to be one of the greatest trivia questions I have ever heard. Milo and Otis, which one's the dog? I'm probably going to go... I'm saying Otis. I might go Milo. Really? Oh, well, let's find out. Feels more like a dog name and what feels more like a cat name. Yeah, I feel Otis, but maybe I'm just thinking that because of Odie Garfield. But Milo yeah. sounds more catty to me. All right, well... Let's see if there's a Milo or an Otis. Maybe I look up Milo Mi then. <laughs> Milo will be on this list, but it might not be that Milo. There's not many Otises out there. So I'm just going to go O-T-I-S. That's how I'm going to spell it. Otis. Otis. The Adventures of Milo and Otis. It was Otis. You were right. The dog was called Otis. And there's another Otis from Son of the Mask. That's actually an interesting call because in the original mask, the name of the dog was Milo. So in Son of the Mask, it was! they called the dog Otis. Oh my God. And it's the same. It's a Jack Russell. Which is surprisingly clever for the movie The Son of the Mask. I have given very little respect to that movie. Jamie Kennedy, we got to apologize, okay? That is actually kind of genius. That's really, like, we found one non-reprehensible part of your movie, and I want to apologize. That joke might even somewhat redeem that movie. Not completely redeem it, but somewhat. Mm. Like, not like I'd ever watch it. No. But when people say, hey, Son of the Mask sucked, we're like, hey, 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 hey. Did you know the dog was called Otis and the original's called Milo? Come on, that's a little something. That, that gave you a little chuckle, didn't it? So that's awesome. I like that. Because I was thinking no other dogs are going to be called Otis, but there was one. Red Dog. Remember Red Dog? There was that movie called Red Dog. And there was Red from that other movie, Red. Oh, Rambo from Mannequin. There were so many movies which had dogs. I also like that they tell you the breed of the dog. So Otis was a Jack Russell Terrier. Oh no, that was in the mask one. He was, was a pug. pug. Oh yeah, of course he was. So yeah, there are lots of fictional dogs used in real life. I want to see if Wilfred did make the list because you thought he wouldn't. I think he will. Because he is a dog, but he's not really a dog. And we do have to count it as Wiki Review's official opinion if Wikipedia doesn't have it. It doesn't look like he's on here. Wilfred is not on there. Yeah, he's definitely not there. Well, that's all the W's. Apparently, a guy in a dog costume does not count as a dog. Ah, Or at least a fictional dog. Maybe he's in the non-fiction section. I mean, he is fictional. Well, he's more of a fictional dog than any of these dogs. Otis from Milo and Otis was actually a dog. He wasn't fictional. Like He may have been called Otis in a movie that was a fictional movie, but he was a non-fictional dog playing Otis. Wilfred is a fictional dog because there is no non-fictional dog part of it. But I'm sorry, we got to go with what Wikipedia says. I might have found a technicality where I can get you out. He didn't make that list because it says film live action and Wilfred has never had a movie. But below ah, it, it says television, television live action in which if I click on that and we go down to W, there is still no Wilfred making me look like an idiot because I sounded so smug a couple of seconds ago. <laughs> but you really filled me with hope. I know, so did I. I thought it's got to be on there. I was like, stop everything. Oh my God, I did not even realize I felt so dejected that we were out. Oh, no, still suck. See, I gotta say, I get really annoyed in this show when I go out of my way to make you look stupid and it just backfires on me like that. <laughs> I was ready to put you in your place, Garth, and here I am in mine. Let's be honest, that's what every... This is what you tune in for, isn't it? <laughs> Both of us at some point, multiple points, at least once an episode where we try to put the other one underneath a bus and somehow 
we end up underneath that bus? <laughs> ah, Dahmer and Greg's dog, Stinky and Nunzio. I remember that. And also there was a dog in Happy Days called Spunky. It was Fonzie's dog. Hey! Fonzie had a dog. He was cool. I remember Drew Carey's dog, Speedy. Yeah, it was in like a little wheelchair Wheels, thing. Yeah. Funny, sad bit. Oh, there are a lot of fictional dogs, even when you don't put Wilfred on the list. Yeah, maybe that's it. It was a space thing. There's only so much space on the internet. I am surprised with some things. Like, they have Lucky, who was apparently in Married with Children. He replaced the dog Buck. And the thing that makes me think, so in all of, like, television history, there's only been one dog called Lucky. It's it seems a like a very common name for a dog. There was two Otises, but there's only one Lucky. That's not right. They just didn't report him. Like, there's only one Rex, which is Inspector Rex. I gotta check this, though. Did it say anywhere on the page that this is incomplete? Or are they... I mean, it has to be incomplete. Well, let's see what Wikipedia says. Nope, it's complete. This is every single dog that has ever been on television. I guess they must keep up on it. I guess so. And there are no other Luckies. What's a common dog name? What's the one you think would appear the most? Because I reckon like Fido. Well, they got Flash here. There's only one of them. And there's no Fidos. No one has ever made a dog called Fido and put it in a television show. Maybe because oh, it's too obvious. Oh no, this would be like a clarification also of it can't be animated because it's live action. Yes, we're just looking at TV shows right now. So there you go. If you ever want to make a TV show with a live action dog in it, call it Fido. No one's ever done that before. Yeah, you'll be the first through all of fiction. How many blues are there? There's blues clues. Uh, uh, there's Black Toe from Star Trek. There are no blues and you know that there are blues. Yeah, but again, live action. No, like, hey, Blue, get the scent, Blue. What was the name of the hillbillies, Beverly Hillbillies dog? Oh my God, I wouldn't remember. It's been years since I've watched that yeah, show. Yeah, I, I don't expect you to remember. This isn't going to be on the test. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm just scrolling down the list now. Even Rex. Oh, yeah, we already went through Rex. Murray from Mad About You. It's funny the names that you remember. Like, you see the show, and then you see the name, and you go, Oh, yeah, Brady Bunch of Tiger. I remember now. Yeah, there's no double-ups on names. It's like people have agreed we will not rename any dogs. Or they just went, look, you get one each. It's all you get. You don't get any more. We're only putting one name each on the list. <laughs> I like to think that this was like, there are so many dogs with the same name that someone got together, had a committee, for the Wikipedia page and they had to decide who was the ultimate Pippin. <laughs> there are so many Murrays and they just came to a conclusion through endless debate that Mad About You is clearly the top superior Murray. That's got to be a Collie Shepherd mix. It has to be. We know there's a lot of Rexes. A lot of Rexes, but Inspector Rex is clearly the Rex. When you think of Maximilian, has to be a German Shepherd, right? Doubtless. And it's from the Bionic Woman. So I'm assuming the dog was Bionic. No, she a was. A Bionic Enhanced Lab laboratory test animal. Yeah, see? There you go, yeah. <laughs> Rescued <laughs> by Jamie Summers, who was the bionic woman. So she had a sidekick that was a dog. I'm assuming that that came in when the show's ratings started to slump a little. Before, during, or after. <laughs> Probably any of those. I love that you knew the plot from the fact that there was a dog and just reading the title of the show. <laughs> Alright, there's a dog on the bionic woman. I bet it was bionic. Yeah, it was bionic. <laughs> if there's something on the bionic something show, it's probably bionic in some way. There's multiple bionic characters there always are so don't ever question why the show slumped <laughs> <laughs> like if it turned out like oh, I was just a curious little German shepherd that happened to befriend her you know maybe it had an injured paw they have crypto which is Superman's dog here's a question because canine is on this which I know that canine the movie with Jim Belushi existed but they're talking about Doctor Who canine it now correct me if I'm wrong isn't that a robot it is a robot that's not a real dog it's a robot dog called K9 so why is the robot dog on this but Wilfred not yeah he's technically more 
more of a real dog than the robot dog from Doctor Who. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely be on there. Dear Wikipedia. (laughs) Thank you for sticking up for me to Wikipedia too. I appreciate it. (laughs) It's what I'm here for. It's us against Wikipedia. It always has been. I found a double up. The name Dog. Hey. There's two dogs. Columbo. One in Columbo and one in Petticoat Junction. And just because they're named Dog. It's the same as Four Up Flats. This one says under like breed, it says mixed breeds, dog actor Higgins. Well, it's nice they had just the one dog. So they actually tell you who it's played by. A dog called Higgins. That might be the only dog that gets a credit. Higgins is an actual name for something. Dog is not. Dog is just saying what it is. It's like having a baby called Baby. On its like fourth birthday, you rename it to like Child. What was the name of that dog that was on the commercial show? Oh, the Daewoo dog. Was it just called Daewoo or something? No, but I like how you knew what I was talking about off the most Vegas description. Yeah, I remember it was a show about ads that was very, very heavily endorsed by the Daewoo car company. What was the name of the dog? It had an actual name. I don't know. The host was the guy from Who Dares Wins, right? Mike Whitney? No, it was another guy. It looked the same. It may as well be the same guy. But yeah, it was like Dale or something with a D, I think, for the dog's name. I think it did start with a D. Yeah, I just wanted to see if it was on this list. Because it was the mascot for the Daewoo car company, so they would have made it start with D. That was always a weird show, the like world's weirdest commercials, because at that time you'd be watching it on TV, and during the actual commercials you'd go to the toilet or something to come back to watch the commercials that they think are funny. So you go, oh, I, I, is this the show or not? I can't tell. And I remember there'd even be ones where they go, oh, here's a weird one from Australia. And I go, I know that one. That one's on all the time. Then they cut to the commercial break, and that ad would be on again. Did they just pay for an extra spot? Did I just get forced to watch that? I mean, that's it. You'd want to make it on the world's greatest commercials show because that way it's like free advertising. You get your commercial airtime exactly. and it's probably going to get watched more. Given that little uh, credit, it's not like, oh, here's the ads. It's like, here's the ads. I mean, I know the ones that we would see on that show, a lot of the time the product wouldn't even be available in Australia because in the 90s in Australia, we got nothing. From memory, it was just Americans trying to do something funny and Swedish things that are inappropriate for Australian TV. That's all it really was. Like, well, apparently they can have sex in their ads. I guess that's what's happening. The, oh, there's nudity in this one. Yeah, I do remember they would have the world's greatest commercials adult only, which is like, really, there are adult only commercials? Yeah, late night stuff. And yeah, they're for something innocent like orange juice. You're like, I can understand like an adult only ad for porn. Like if it's for something, yeah, to yeah. do with sex or like, like violence. a sex store. But they're selling milk. Baby formula does not need to be X-rated when being sold, even though technically it's only bought by adults. Though if you were watching a baby formula commercial and in it it had like a heap of women's breasts you would remember the brand i would and you think subconsciously you might be guided towards it <laughs> you got to think from the marketing point of view who buys baby formula it'd be women who are breastfeeding so that yeah you put a bunch of dudes like so just like wiggling their dicks about like yeah. you know it could be the greatest stroke of genius and i use the word stroke very strategically yeah you, know, you can imagine the marketing meeting they had the guy walks in all right we're not selling enough baby formula guys what are we gonna do and they're all like oh let's do the thing where the baby's like kind of being in a really like nice light room and there's like nice music and it smiles no 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 it's been done it's been done how about we just have porn <laughs> porn sells everything right what if they just have sex you know a woman who's been uh, pregnant for a long time just gave birth and now she's lactating she doesn't feel as good as she used to you know her body's been through an experience she's probably lacking that touch probably really wants to get laid we're not saying that she's going to we're not advocating anything wrong but that's just a, put it forward 
And I reckon you'd sell a lot of baby formula. That's my thought. See, I reckon like the perfect ad would essentially be this good looking couple that goes into a room where there's like red curtains and stuff everywhere with like splashes of white. They would get down on the bed and just be completely naked having sex. It would be like a hardcore pornography scene. And then it would like zoom out to somebody there holding a bottle of Coke and it's like, drink Coke. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. That's the thing with those weirdest commercial things. Did any of them make you want the product? No, not that I know of. I don't remember any. Maybe M&M's. You see, this is the thing. Maybe we subconsciously do it and we're just not aware of it. Well, that's the thing. I don't think that Coke has made an ad that has convinced me, but at the same time, I drink a lot of the stuff. (laughs) It's clearly working. If we were to assume that it's the ads that are making you do it and not the sugar and caffeine. The fact that it's highly addictive and if you don't get me one right now, I'll kill everyone. Oh God, Ben, put the knife down. (laughs) Did you want to pick a fictional animal since we're probably only going to get through a couple of different categories? Okay. Let's, hey, I'll give you the mouse. Since you're giving me the mouse, let's do a completely different Wikipedia page altogether. List of fictional rodents. Uh, see what I did there? Yeah, we're going with like small ones. Oh yeah, mouse rodents. I get it. Thank you. Thank you. It wasn't a very strenuous uh, link I made there. So they have them in film, music, television, animation, and video games. And also mascots. Because I bet there are a few mascots. Okay. Mickey Mouse is going to be on this list. Oh yeah. First, I want to see <laughs> if... Radis from the Ferals is on it. Uh, Radis, Radis P. Radis. Radis. Because I did have a theory that with the Wilfred thing that maybe because it was Australian, it never made it across. But <laughs> the Ferals but means Wilfred even more. Yeah. There was an American version of Wilfred that had Elijah Wood. So you'd think that would make it, but it didn't. Because I do remember there was Radis the rat, Medigliano the cat. Uh, Darren, uh, he's a dopey Darren dog. Mix, he's a muddled up, mixed up bunny. Ferals, that's the Ferals for you. Ferals, gonna get you the Ferals. There was the rat in the hat from Bananas and Pajamas. That was an Australian show. Uh, Rizzo the Rat from The Muppet Show. Of course. Ronald the Rat. Various. Archer the Squirrel. You shouldn't have a squirrel on this. It says right there, pet squirrel. A squirrel's rodents? Because that's not a rat. This is rodents, not rats. Yeah, because they also got Chuck Gopher from Gophers. Oh, sorry. From Gophers. There's an (laughs) explanation mark. Oh, is the Gopher from Caddyshack on this? I mean, there are Gophers on there. Oh, but that's a movie. So we've got to go up, up, up. Film. Caddyshack. Unknown. How about that? Just unknown gopher. The gopher from Caddyshack gets a credit, even though it doesn't have a name. And also the entire cast of G-Force is on there. Wow. Darwin, the guinea pig. Bucky, the hamster. What? Do you know what G-Force is? Is it a a rat show, I'm guessing? It's basically about a bunch of hamsters that save the world. It's a kid's (laughs) movie. Not animated either. I love everything Terrible about CGI. that. They filmed CGI. like No, it's like real life, but they CGI'd in all the hamsters. And then you got real world actors reacting around these hamsters that are foiling their evil plans. That's awesome. It's got to star a couple of actors that are probably on the way down in their career. Yeah. Or ones that are never just going to make it. But they're still there to hold up a guinea pig's performance. Could you imagine you got a part in a real movie, right? And you're like casting, you're like, this is big. We've got a budget. It's for an actual studio. And like, what's it about? And it's like, well, I play this evil genius who gets thwarted by a group of hamsters. Like, imagine telling people you're in a movie like Baby Geniuses. On one hand, it's like, that's a bragging right. Like, if you came in and said, I'm in Baby Geniuses, I'd be like, fuck you, Ben. I am jealous. I am so jealous. I wish... I was in Baby Geniuses so bad. But outside of anyone in the industry, you can't really tell people. No, they'll look at it and be like, huh, do you think it will lead to something else? Like, you're not posting that on Facebook. If I told you that, hey, they're doing a sequel to Baby Geniuses, I'm there. (laughs) 
I'm not going to tell anyone. This is not going to make it to Instagram, but yes, I am there. It's like, you don't have to put me in the credits. <laughs> the pay will be good enough. I mean, Christopher Lloyd was in the first one and he's a respected actor. Still, sort I of. I mean, he's not coming back for the sequel. He was very explicit <laughs> that he is not coming back for the sequel. He wrote it down and signed it and we didn't ask him to do that. Oh, we're in uh, folklore and mythology. There's a lot of them called Mouse. Yeah, there's like a lot of them called Mouse. I guess Mouse is a very common name for a mouse. If Dog was a common name for a dog. In fact, there's a lot called rat. They got the Chinese Zodiac. That counts as a fictional rat. I'm sorry, but the Zodiac is real? What are you implying? Yeah, that's kind of culturally insensitive. Is that what I'm looking for? I like that there's a question mark there. Insensitive? I don't know. I don't accuse people of that a lot. I usually let it slide. <laughs> but then they've also got Norse mythology. Radakasaka. I mean, none of those people are alive, so that's all right to call it fiction, isn't it? Yeah, I guess so. That's fine. There's stories that get told. So while there may have been an actual Zodiac rat in China, we're talking about the folklore rat, that the legend that was built on. The you fictionalization talk- of that rat. Yeah, you know, like Napoleon was a real guy, but there'd be a lot of fictional Napoleons like in Bill and Ted. And Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, see, you get it. <laughs> I do like that the Norse mythology Ratokaska is a squirrel that ferries insults up and down Yerdrazel, the world tree, between the eagle at the top and the dragon Neichu down at the roots. I love Norse mythology and any mythology where it's like, what? <laughs> okay, so there's an eagle at the top of the tree and there's a dragon at the bottom of the tree. Two animals that can fly, I'd like to point out. Both these animals can fly, but for some reason they need to insult each other at other ends of the tree, so they get a squirrel to go up and down and the squirrel's name Rat. No, isn't it called Ratskloth? Yeah, that's my point. It's not called Squirrelskloth. It's called Ratskloth. Like you read the name and you go, well, that's a rat. No, it's a squirrel. Why did anyone think that up? Why is that a story? There's an eagle that doesn't like this dragon so they'd insult each other and they do it via, it's because you didn't have text messages, they do it via squirrel. See, they should have used a little bird because that way it'd be like Twitter. <laughs> Get your tweets. Why didn't the dragon that's at the bottom of the tree just knock the tree over. I mean, it's a freaking dragon. Why didn't it just like use its flame breath to set the leaves on fire and stuff and burn the feathers off the eagle so it falls down? And it can be like, ha ha. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm pointing out plot holes again. There's a character called Prezi the Mouse. Perez the Mouse. Yeah, that is the, like a sidekick of the Hairy Tooth Fairy. The Hairy Tooth Fairy. A figure popular in Spanish and Hispanic America. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Like this Spanish. Yeah, they, they got a bit of hair. I, I, I'm with hair. them on that. I get that. Your back does tend to roll out some carpet. That's okay. It's important they have a fictional character to relate that to. And I do like the rhyming in the hairy tooth fairy. That is nice, isn't it? Especially considering it's actually Hispanic. So I don't know what that translates as, but do you reckon it rhymes in Hispanic or is that just like a total coincidence? <laughs> like, it could be. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't speak Spanish. I don't know how to say hairy tooth or fairy in Spanish, but wouldn't it be weird if they translate it and they're like, oh my God, did you know that if you translate this into English, it rhymes? Can you imagine that? Before we go up, I do want to know, can you think of off the top of your head any songs about rodents? Because they said in music. Three blind mice. Three blind yes. mice. Thank you. Who's the king? I also would have accepted the Mickey Mouse march. M-I-C-K-E-Y-M-O-U-S-E. All right, let's go up and have a look. Gerald the Mouse. In the Pink song. Floyd. Oh, Pearl Jam. Rats was the name of the song. Oh, that means under like, if you were to look at like frogs or toads or something like that, you'd have Jeremiah who was, was a, a bullfrog. Bull and Weird Al, Harvey the Wonder Hamster. Ah, uh, yeah. That was on one of his albums. I can't remember which one. It was. Hickory Dickory Dock. The 
Mouse ran up the clock. Wow, there are a lot of songs. And they don't have the Mickey Mouse march on there. So I didn't get points for that. There's a lot of traditional songs with rodents in them, which just leads me to believe that humans have always lived in disgusting filth. It's better to make fun little rhymes about them than to like clean out our living rooms and our basements so that they don't live there anymore. Well, there was one time where rats were England's biggest export and not even intentionally. Because they'd send off like ships of grain. But when they got there... English would just rock up somewhere and be like, do you know what fucked this up? Some foxes, some rabbits, and a whole bunch of rats. I love that too, that foxes and rabbits introduced on purpose because we need something to hunt. So let's just let foxes and rabbits loose in Australia. That way we can have some fun. Oh, look what we did. Hey, do you know what rabbits breed like? (laughs) I do remember there were a bunch of little islands around England where they thought, what if somebody gets shipwrecked here? They won't have any food. So they decided to put some rabbits there that promptly took over the island and they're like do you know what will solve this cats <laughs> so there's like these big cat islands because <laughs> you know what cats breed like <laughs> and they are the worst for anything that moves feral cats are a big problem in a lot of you go down in newcastle they're freaking everywhere yeah 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 there are laws being introduced in australia about like cats being outside and stuff they're dangerous they breed everywhere but also imagine being stuck on an island with just nothing but cats that could be fun or horrible probably both simultaneously i mean when they all started hissing at you, you'd be like, this isn't fun anymore. But an island of kittens would be awesome. Oh, that'd be so sweet. It'd be nice for like when they're in cuddle mode and they're like, hey, we'll warm you up. But when it's their food time and like you're the only human there, so obviously they're going to look to you like, well, where's the whiskers? Where's the whiskers, Ben? Oh yeah, my cat goes nuts. Yeah, imagine like- stuck on a desert island with him, it'd drive me crazy. Imagine three million of them. Wow. Yeah, you don't need that. No, not at all. All right, and that's not a lot of music ones, but that's okay. There's still more than I thought. Mickey Mouse in the animated. Minnie Mouse. Yeah, you Arthur. Got Jerry from Tom and Jerry. Speedy Gonzalez. I don't think you're allowed to have him anymore. I might actually have to edit that out of the podcast because it's 2020 and even saying Speedy Gonzalez is not okay anymore. Yeah. You know they discontinued his cartoon? That makes sense. Because apparently it's extremely racist. Do you uh, know it's more racist though, apparently, in that show? What's that? His cousin, Slowpoke. That's what I was going to say. Like, Slowpoke they didn't even make this list. He's been banned. He doesn't exist anymore. Speedy, I think think he's offensive in a because it's satirical hey he's really fast because you know mexicans are usually really slow and lazy <laughs> but this one's gonna be the opposite see isn't it really funny it's like uh, barry the money saving jew he, <laughs> he just spends money freely it's hilarious but no, that's the thing i was confused about with speedy gonzalez because he's a positive character he was the hero of all these cartoons he always beat sylvester yeah that but was he, the bit wasn't it well yeah but he's a horrible stereotype is the problem <laughs> and he's like i said satirically like he's only fast because they're all like, you know, Mexicans are slow, so it'll be hilarious. I mean, if anyone's offensive, it's uh, Pepe Le Pew. Yeah, well, he was kind of a rapist. That's my point. Like, so what, all French people are rapists? I mean, not all of them. Most are, though. Well, yeah, but what about the ones that aren't, you know? Wait, 2020, it's okay to make fun of the French still, right? People will know that's a joke. Yeah, in two years' time, you will need to delete this episode. Okay, yeah. Cannot exist. But they're, like, European enough. They're very close to England, so it's fine. It's all right. make fun of the white ones. It's fine. So my point is, they're saying that all uh, Frenchmen are smelly rapists. He stinks really bad, and he's always trying to have sex with people who clearly do not want that attention. Though I always did like in those cartoons seeing the creative way that the cat gets like a stripe painted on it. That was, it was always different. I bet he goes to drag shows and is like, oh, 
oh, look at that beautiful woman, huh? Didn't even know. And then afterwards, the guy takes off the wig and he's like, oh, sorry, made a mistake. Ah, Splinter from the Ninja Turtles, yeah. Of course. We've already referenced Ninja Turtles in this episode, so I can't believe we didn't think of it, yeah. And that's full of animals that can do stuff. They got like a rhino, a warthog, turtles, obviously. A shredder. A brain thing. Foot clans. Yeah, feet. <laughs> oh, Lemmy Winks from South Park. Lemmy Winks. Lemmy Winks. Lemmy Winks. Lemmy Winks is a gerbil that gets shoved up a character called Mr. Slave's ass. That's it's South right. Park, so you got to expect things like that. That's right. And then he meets the ghosts that will help him out, like Katata Fish. Yeah, that was a weird episode. I like South Park, but there are some things that they do where it's like, oh, what the fuck are you doing? Why I... do I want to see a fish that lives in some guy's ass? I don't think it was the first episode, but the second one Lemmy Winks appeared in because he's talking about um, bass to mouth. Because he made a, a, you know, I can't be held responsible if she goes bass to mouth. And then it has that song, Katata fish made salmon sock asshole. And I found that extremely funny. I'm okay so that made it. it worth it. Yeah. Because they danced around what he was saying and then they just said it. And I enjoy that in things. In video games, they've got a mouse called Mappy. Now I'm going to assume that he helps you with maps. Oh no, he's from a game called Mappy. The game's main character itself is a mouse. Mappy runs on Namco Super Pac-Man hardware, modified to support horizontal scrolling. The name Mappy is likely derived from Mappo, a Japanese slang term, slightly insulty for a policeman. So, like, Mappo is Japanese for, like, flatfoot. Yeah, or pig. Yeah, that, that's probably more. But the Japanese word for pig is mouse. Like, uh, donkey is for monkey. Makes perfect sense. <laughs> <laughs> they had Conquers the Squirrel and Diddy Kong Racing, which is probably one of the only one of those games I've played. Yeah, I'm looking at these. League of Legends. Now, have you played League of Legends? Or are you aware of League of Legends? The only thing I know about League of Legends is they've got a rat called Twitch in it. But yeah. I only found that out three seconds ago. Yeah, me too. Because this is a thing. It's a playable character. I didn't know that they had rats in the game. I keep hearing about League of Legends and I've seen footage of the game being played and I have no idea what's going on. But you can make a lot of money if you're good at it because they have like leagues, like football leagues of this. And these people in these leagues, would you say that they're legends? Well, they make more than we do. These are, they are legends. It is a League of Legends that play League of Legends. They have groupies. How do you have video game groupies? The world is changing. The same way that you have sports star groupies. Like a guy's really good at football and women want to sleep with him. Same thing, but it's like a video game. Though the rat in this is also called Twitch, which isn't Twitch a streaming site where you can like watch people play video games yeah that sounds right doesn't it maybe that's their cross promotion it depends if the rat is good or bad well, this is a playable champion in league of legends that was mutated into an anthropomorphic rat with human level intelligence and a la toxic waste so human level intelligence so it's still kind of oh, dumb human level intelligence a la toxic waste so he fell into some toxic goo like splinter that's and always the way how they get superpowers every time I try it I just get tumors that's sort of like the old day ones mostly it had toxic waste then they moved into like gamma rays that's another good way how to get superpowers get bitten by something that has already got the toxic waste or the gamma rays or the radioactivity a nuclear bomb sometimes radiation does wonders come oh, mascots yeah let's do it's Chuck E. Cheese which that's a thing in America I know that exists even though I've never seen a Chuck E. Cheese or have any chance to go into one that's good marketing that is I mean well not so much because we'll never go near one we don't have access to it we can't give 
give them money even if we wanted to? True. It's kind of a waste of time. Bad marketing. Exactly. You're targeting the wrong audience. Digger from NASCAR. It's a gopher. Why would NASCAR have a gopher? I don't know. It's a lot of country folk that watch that. And the I nutty know. squirrel. You'd assume that all squirrels are nutty. Well, know. there's one that's Gary. Gary the squirrel. He's just a nice guy, you know? All right. I think I've had enough of these. Yeah, yeah. What a surprise. There was nothing good in, ho- in rodent mascots. Again, oh. I would say Mickey Mouse should make that list, but they decided to put him under like television or movie or something. Where's Brain? <clears throat> Brain wasn't in the television, was he? Pinky and the Brain? Yeah, no, he wasn't. They don't have Pinky and the Brain. Oh, uh, yeah. Pinky's also one, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> that took me a second there. I'm like, Brain, Brain. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Right. Pinky's one too. I think so, Brain. But where will we find an open tattoo parlor at this time of night? They have Miami Mice from Sesame Street. Yes. They're two detectives. <laughs> Miami Mice. Oh, I want list of fictional miscellaneous animals. That is a good one. Because they couldn't make it on the other lists. Aardvarks. Okay, uh, that, that aardvarks. makes sense. So how many fictional aardvarks are there? The ant and the aardvark. There was also Arthur from Arthur and Friends. Is he on there? Arthur Reed, there. Yeah. There we go. We're going to try and see if we can name before we go down. Yep. So bats is the next one. Batfink. I'm trying to think. There's got to be fictional bats, right? Zoo bat from Pokemon. <laughs> Will that count? Well, no, that's a Pokemon, not a... It's kind of... There's a lot of bats. Batfink. Called it. What could I have also? Now, let's see if there's another one that actually exists. Bewitched had a bat. Bat Bat from Mighty Mouse. Okay, you got bears. That's an easy one. Winnie the Pooh. Yogi. Though Winnie the Pooh might be a teddy bear, so I'm going to change mine to the Berenstein bears. Boo Boo. Or the Berenstain bears, as the Mandela effect has told us they are. Yes. I'll list the fictional bears. You got a thing. Ah, screw that. Yeah, they got canines, felines. Hey, this is. Okay, hyenas. Do you know any fictional hyenas? Lion King. Do you know any of their names? Cheech. Whoopi Goldberg. Eddie was one I know. Oh yeah, that's right. Eddie the hyena. But they had something a bit more woke in the new version. Really? Yeah, they're more African-y sounding. Oh, that's nice of them. There's Bud and Lou from... Oh no, I don't know this. So wait, Bud and Lou from the cartoon series Crypto the Super Dog. There was the spin-off show about Superman's dog. Yeah, like a super dog. Does it have a cape? I think it had a cape. Oh, I don't know. They don't have the Lion King hyenas in... Oh, there we go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. You got Ed, Shazine, and Bazir. And you got... Yeah, other than that, I wouldn't have known any others. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know any of these. Do you know any fictional mongooses? You can include meerkats. Oh, thanks, Ben. I would meerkat, say, then I'd say... Um, Timon from yeah. Lion King, yeah. that's. But a mongoose is a totally different animal, isn't it? Yeah, but it does say on there, including meerkats. Oh, sorry, I didn't read that part. Okay. It literally has that in brackets beside there because there's only Timon, so they just got to put him on the mongoose list. They're not going to have a whole different list for meerkats. <laughs> you got to set up a title. It goes in bold. It's a lot of work. Wasn't there a mongoose that fought a snake? That's all I know. Like that's kind of what mongoose mongoose do. Mong mongoose. There's a few of them. There's Timon. Wait, there's one in Sonic the Hedgehog? Mina Mongoose. I mean, that doesn't surprise me. They pretty much break off into a lot of different side characters now. Oh, it's from the comic series, so definitely. Compare the meerkat meerkats. Yeah, the ad. Oh, yeah. Compare the meerkat. And he has a full name and everything. He's actually got more words written about him than any others. I'd say technically there's more uh, meerkats there. Okay, here's a tough one. Earless seals and sea lions. They've got to be earless. Earless. If they have ears, they're not on the list, Garth. I know you're thinking all the seals you know, they have ears, right? Do seals have ears? <laughs> I don't think real ones do, but fictional ones can because, you know, animators. Did I just think of this where they have a little flicky ear? I don't think they do. I think they just have like little holes. Do okay. we need to have a look at them? Sure. Surge the seal from so, the Mr. Hell show. Surge the little seal. Pop, pop, best beware his wrath. He's furry and he's flighty and a psychopath. They go, uh... Surge so- the fashion industry seal 
seal of death. I called it. There you go. You got it. I can't believe you got a seal. That was the one that I was just like, you're not going to get this. You thought not. I feel like I let the team down on that one. I, I didn't know any of these fictional seals. <laughs> Mama! Papa! It was you! Oh, and what's this one? There's a Navy seal from a sea lion from Bojack Horseman. Ah, uh, yes. There was a seal in Bojack Horseman because they do things very literally. If they have a Navy seal, it's actually a seal. Called Neil McBeal, the Navy seal, who's actually a sea lion. <laughs> I like everything about that. <clears throat> Fluke and Rudder are two sea lions from Finding Dory, which is the sequel or spin-off, if you will, from Finding Nemo. And they have SpongeBob SquarePants has Craig Mamilton. Whales, dolphins, and porpoises. Flipper. That's a good one. <laughs> I had to get in quick there. before you said it. That is a good one. Oh, there's a wow, lot. Wow, there is a lot of them. Wow. Is Flipper on here? It's got to be, right? Yeah, Flipper. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Blowhole, a killer whale <laughs> in My Gym Partner's a Monkey. My Gym Partner's a Monkey. That sounds like it was a quality show. Probably didn't run for long, I'm assuming. Ran for three years. How do you get three seasons of that? But you didn't hear about it because everyone who's involved <laughs> in the project was like, oh, yeah, I'm working solid. But yeah, a couple of different things. And you're like, really, what are you in? It's not baby geniuses. I'll tell you that much. So that's miscellaneous fictional animals. So I don't know, we, we barely scratched the surface of it, but it is probably getting to that time where we should rate the page. Yeah, I think we've delved in far enough. So what would you rate the page, Garth? I'm going to rate this a Wilfred out of a possible unity. <laughs> because I came in looking for a certain thing. You know, I I did not see the dog from Four Out Flats. I thought we were going to see fictional animals. Yeah, both you and I had a dog that didn't make the list. Oh no, yours made the list, didn't it? Four Out Flats didn't. I don't think we looked in comics, but he was in a movie which didn't it didn't show up but no I thought this was going to be a list of fictional animals like animals that are like fictional you know like the thing I said earlier that I'm not going to repeat because you don't remember yeah something to do with a duck check the show notes yeah there's a duck goat something donkey the donkey I thought it was going to be fictional animals like a Wilfred it was not there that's not what it was instead it was unity because it was a whole bunch of like wait what is this okay oh I think I remember that a lot of stuff that you'd expect once you get into it, like you go, there's not going to be any worms. Oh, wait, before we even go in there, we can name like five worms. There's not going to be any parasites. Oh, now that you mention it, I, 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 there's a lot of different parasites. So I thought it was fun. It was not what I expected. But once I got in there, I'm like, oh, yeah. It wasn't like, oh, my God, this is amazing. I never knew this. It was like, oh, yeah, now that you mention it, yeah, I totally knew this already. But I just never remembered it because I couldn't be bothered. <laughs> That's what I thought. What did you think, Ben? You know, I'm going to give my rating out of 10 because so far through all of this I give my rating by an obscure number each time and it's just occurred to me that that just makes it impossible to figure out what I mean by anything or compare anything and 10's a nice divisible number do you think that my rating might make it hard to figure out what I'm saying too now your rating's pretty obvious and simple yeah fair enough okay carry on and 10 what an odd number you've never done that before that's like really out of left field that is out of left field maybe I should make it 11 yeah yeah that's... that feels like more something I'd do all right so out of 11 I'm going to give it a 9 which is a good rating because I like talking about fictional things and I got to remember a lot of things. I actually kind of like the member berry episodes we do where you just sit there and remember stuff. And it's pretty easy work, isn't it? I get to sit there and go, Dr. Worm was a thing. Everyone listen. <laughs> Which 
yeah, seriously, listen to that. I, I did like this page. And like I said before, like I have been thinking of something that involves a fictional animal myself that we were planning to do the same thing as Wilfred. And that doesn't count technically. Well, this means that you could be the first one to get a dude in a dog suit, <clears throat> me, on this list of fictional animals, right? That's true. You could be breaking new ground. And then you could turn to Wilfred and be like, hey, just a little slow, buddy. Huh. One day, one day. All right, well, other than that, we've just got our usual stuff to plug. Check out the YouTube, like, subscribe. We're killing it with all the uh, the episodes of the things that we show and stuff. Yeah, you have the things you wouldn't want to hear episodes that are up. I think we've just released Cop last week. That sounds right. Yeah, yeah. So we're getting a lot more support these days from people, which is really good. So yeah, we do have a lot of things coming out. And so keep an eye on our YouTube channel, hit the notifications and all of that. But also make sure you check out our Facebook page because that'll keep you up to date with all of that stuff. That's right. It's the best way to communicate with us and it's the best way to know what we're up to because it humidor facebook page is where it all comes together all our projects are squished into one space we've also got instagram and twitter if that's more your thing on top of that if you want to email the show go to wikireviewpodcast at gmail.com and you can see all of this stuff in the show notes or go to humidor.com.au which is also in the show notes yeah if you go to the website then you're direct from the source look at that yeah and if you check out the show notes you also get to see how to spell garth's little donkey duck goat thing goat thing yeah alright sweet we did it yeah we did it alright well that's been another episode of Wiki Review I've been Ben Graw I've been Garth Remington and we'll catch you on the next Wiki Review Find Humidor on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and at humidor.com.au. Theme is I Live for the Bass Drum by DJ Searle. All other music by Matt Graw. Caw-caw! Caw-caw!